Good morning, I'm Jeff Johnson, and with me today, of course, is my mother, Rebecca Johnson. Hi, how are you today? Today we're going to be talking about the Creation Week, um, days one through six, um, talking up to the animals, creation of the land animals, and, and all of that, and the importance of that historically, and whatnot. Yes. Okay, last week we talked about day one. Yep. And the fact that you can't really put a gap between Genesis 1, 1, and 1, 2 because you didn't finish reading. Um, he explained that that whole process is one day. Yep. Um, he he, he used multiple. Yes. <laughs> and verse 5 is all about the fact that it was one day. Yes. Um, so. so let's move on to day two. Um, this is further evidence, and we're going to see this really distinctly today about the literal 24-hour mm -hmm. day that God used. Yep. So let's find out what happened on day two, Genesis 1, 6 through 8. Yep. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Good. So day two, the second day, mm -hmm. okay, this is a literal 24-hour day, yep. God is creating the water that we so desperately mm -hmm. need to survive. And of course, this is where evolution gets the whole um, primordial soup idea. It wasn't soup, guys. It was water. Okay, there was nothing in it. And it was just one day. Um, he's setting a stage. Yeah. He's setting a stage, and it's showing his intense design, creativity, and organization. So mm -hmm. let's find out what happened on day three. Day three, Genesis 1-9. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. God saw that it was good. God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, an herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth br brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Okay, the third day. Okay, let's talk. You had mentioned last time about the day-age theory. Yes. Yeah. So, you want to so, explain a yeah. little? It, it, the day-age theory is the idea, it takes that verse that says, um, I'm going to paraphrase it because yeah. I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head, uh, but it says that to God, a day is like a thousand years. And people will take that part and say, well, then the creation week has to be, you know, millions of years because evolution. Um, they failed to take into account the second part of that verse, which says a thousand days is like, or a thousand years is like a day. <laughs> um, and they failed to also account for this, which you have here, um, all the plants, you have all of them, you, all your trees, all your flowers, all these different mushrooms and, and whatnot, uh, but there's no sun, mm -hmm. and there's no moon, there's nothing like that. Uh, they have water, but that's it. Um, and and if if it were to take a million years, you know, from day two or sorry, this is day three, uh, to day four, uh, all the plants would be dead. And none of the animals would have any vegetation to eat. And so 
in in this particular these two days uh, you see a, a great argument against mm -hmm. that particular day age uh, theory um, because no plant will survive without sunlight uh, for very long at all. <laughs> exactly. Especially not a million years. And, and a person might argue, oh, but he had light on day one. Um, try raising a plant in your house and never ever letting it have sunlight, just the artificial light. Yep. It, it does live for a while, but eventually it starts to shrivel up. It there needs more. About the there, yeah, of the sun. there's more to the sunlight than just mm -hmm. the brightness. Right. There's there's actual nutritions and whatnot that a plant needs and to survive. It's not just exactly. the ambient light that exactly. absorbs. So. So, yeah. So I also want us to note here that God said it it was good, <laughs> and that is another argument against evolution. Evolution is based on this idea of death and destruction. And violence, really, yeah. just a constant cycle of yep, death, everything's evolving and to survive, right? And survival of the fittest and whatnot. And so it wouldn't have been good. Mm -hmm. Nothing's good about evolution. Absolutely nothing. And so that also is contrary to the Bible. Yep. So don't believe this lie that Christians, even Christians, are using to try and look smart to a worldly scientific community you don't need to impress them they're wrong a lot of it's people their religion take, stop yeah. joining their religion a lot of people try to take science <clears throat> and shove it into the bible but you should be taking the bible and using that to prove your science if that mm -hmm. makes sense you, yes. you we take it the wrong way we take what the bible says as our truth and then we work backwards from that and and find all these things and and people tend to forget that yes and and please keep in mind when we say science what they are spouting as science there is absolutely nothing scientific about it it is a religious belief with the label of science it's mm -hmm. a literal religion it would be like being a mormon a buddhist a baptist a scientist an evolutionist is mm -hmm. a religion. Yep. It is not a science. There's nothing scientific about it. It is 100% faith. They can't prove it. It is all faith-based. Don't join that religion. You're a Christian. You don't need that. Let's move on to day four of creation. I love this day, and there's so much fun stuff about day four. <laughs> Genesis 1, 14 to 19, 24 hours later, okay? And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Yes. Ah, I love the fourth day. There is so much packed into the fourth day of creation. Mm -hmm. This is a great day. First of all, we've already understood and, and note that it's opposite of evolution teaching in that their religion teaches that the sun and the planets were created first and then out of the primordial soup climbed blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That is their religious teaching. 
That is not what the Bible says. The plants were created first, and then we have 24 hours later, the sun, the moon, and the stars. And we're going to talk about that. That's an interesting sun. God specifically throughout the Bible is very clear about the sun, the moon, and the stars. Now, the scientific community labels our sun as a star. star. But the Bible never, ever labels the sun as a star. And it is interesting to note that in their desperate quest for another planet of life, they have never found a sun like our sun. And that is because it is unique. It is one. There is one sun. It was made specifically to keep yes. us alive and to for Earth and for our benefit. And I believe that God used day four to build into creation true Christianity. There is one unique sun in our sky, and there is only one God. Mm -hmm. There are not many gods, just like there are not many suns. God sent his one and only son to die for our sins, John 3.16. For, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have, have everlasting, everlasting life. life. You know, Jesus died and rose for our sins. Mm -hmm. And in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Um, God put one sun in the sky to teach us something. There was one son given for us, Jesus, the son of God. Yep. And we are all sinners. We're going to talk about the fall in another um, program. But we are all sinners. Yes. Our sin cannot enter heaven. And that is by God's grace and love. We've already ruined this planet. Why would we want to ruin <laughs> eternity? So God's love prevents our sin. And yet his love provided for the solution jesus the one son came mm -hmm. and lived a perfect life he yeah. died for our sins he rose again three days later um when you can understand that and accept that gift of heaven um you have a place in heaven you become mm -hmm. a child of god and some people feel like oh it's a prayer it is not a prayer yeah it is not it is your faith you're accepting leaving what god has done on the cross and we would love, if you are listening to this program and you have never understood that you were a sinner, please understand that today. If you've never accepted mm -hmm. that Jesus was your one perfect son who came and sacrificed his life for you, yeah. accept that today. We would love for you to accept God's gift of salvation. If you've never done that, please do that today. Talk to God. Explain to him that you understand now that you're a sinner. That you understand that his son, Jesus, died on the cross. He was a perfect, the only perfect human being. Yep. He died. He rose again in his own power. And he conquered. He paid your sin debt. And we'd love for you to accept that today. Let God know you've accepted it. And, of course, let us know that you've accepted yeah. God today. And we would love for you to um, do that today. Um, so that is one of the great things about day four. He built in the plan of salvation right there at the very beginning of everything. Yeah, and you can see in that, you know, God wants everyone 
to be saved and mm -hmm. to come to heaven because he, he made it. He absolutely does. Right there in the beginning. Right. And so sun, moon, I love the moon. If you have accepted Christ, the moon is fascinating. The moon is another bit of our Christianity. The moon has no light of its own. Mm -hmm. It reflects the light of the sun. And that is what we are to do in Christianity. Uh, the moon is vital to the earth. And to say that it accidentally blew up and spun out of a lock. <laughs> it, um, it, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't fit. It no. is a one-four ratio that's vital to our planet's survival, vital to um, the gravitational poles yep. that give us our weather and keep us living, our rain. This is The moon affects so, so much, much of the Earth's um, ecological and, and whatnot. It's just is incredible and, and to think that you know the earth evolved without it and then it just kind of like came up at some point like no it, it doesn't um nothing could have really come up without the moon there so right so we have here and then of course god created the stars yeah and the bible actually talks about you should be like the stars of heaven someday um God built in day four of creation one of the most beautiful stories of what was coming. Mm -hmm. The one sun, the reflection, our reflection of Christ, and then our eternal destiny. And I think this would be a good place to end today's programming. Yep. Because we really want you to understand the gift of salvation if you don't have it. And then the gift of reflecting God's son. If you are a Christian, you need to reflect God's light in your life. Um, Christianity today is very watered down. It, people don't often know that you're Christian. Your neighbors yeah. don't know. Your coworkers don't know. It is time that Christianity stepped up and started acting like Christians and looking like Christians. Shining the light. Shining the light of God. But if you have not accepted Christ, please, today, think about it. The wages of sin is death. That is a separation forever and ever in a lake of fire. It talks about that in Revelation. He who is not found written in the Lamb's Book of Life mm -hmm. will be cast into the lake of fire for eternal damnation. That is your destiny. You choose one or the other. You either choose to follow God and believe what he's done for you, or you choose to reject him. Yep. There's no other choice. And we beg you today to accept God. Understand that you are a sinner. Understand that Jesus died on the cross once for all. The Bible says once for all. Mm -hmm. And he died. He paid your penalty. And he has risen. He has paid the ultimate price. And he is ready to give it to you. And think of it this way. If it was your birthday and I was handing you a gift. Mm -hmm. It's for you. I've paid for it. It's everything you need. But it's not your gift until you do what? You got to take it. You got to take it. God's not being unfair to send people to hell. They didn't take it. He held the gift out in their face and they said, I don't want it. Thank you very much. I wouldn't have been a bad parent if I had bought Jeff something and he refused to take it. I did my job. I provided. He rejected. And don't be... The person who rejected. Yeah. Take this moment and accept Christ as your personal Savior. 
I would like to have us close in a prayer. Mm -hmm. I want you to remember, prayer is not what saves anyone. Prayer is merely an outward show, an outward action. Expression. To, yes, expression, great word, of what is going on in your heart. Yep. You are just confessing with your mouth. In Romans 10, 13, it says, um, for if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, <laughs> the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God hath... Here, yeah. Romans 10, 13. <laughs> Read that one. All of a sudden, my mind <laughs> like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Romans 10, 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon me. the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever, that's you. Yep. Shall be, that's a promise. Not maybe, not you can lose it, you shall be. So let's let's close in, in a prayer of salvation, yep. would you? Um, let's pray. And, and if, if you want to accept um, Jesus as your Christ, again, this is not a prayer to save you, but these are, are words that can help you um, process that mm -hmm. and explain that. So if you want to copy these words or if you want to use your own, but this can be an example at the very least. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and I thank you for loving me even though I am a sinner Lord I accept your uh, gift of eternal life Lord and I pray that you'll come into my heart and save me that I might live eternally with you in heaven Lord I pray these things in your precious name Amen, Amen. Amen. and if you have accepted Christ we would love to know about it and uh, please uh, email us at thebibleinhistory at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about that. Yes, absolutely. We, we would love to celebrate that with you. And then if you have any questions about what we've mm -hmm. talked about this week or last week or next week, mm -hmm. uh, you can also email us at that same email. And we'd love to try to answer those questions for you if you have them. Join us next week as we will finish it's, off yes. the creation week and go on to, uh, to the animals and whatnot. So be an exciting week next week.